Hi everybody, this is Lauren Mull. As most of you know, we had a recent fire here in the Napa Valley and Judd's busy right now volunteering at a cleanup event, so I'll be hosting today's show. All done, here I am. Oh, you're done already? Oh, well, good for you, Judd. Thank you, Lauren. It's been quite a couple of weeks and uh, yes, have been out and about um, doing what we can to assist neighbors and part of that is just being right here on the air. So thank you for coming in. And today we're going to be welcoming the brand new morning host of KVON. He'll be uh, on right before us. It's Barry Martin. And there's Barry. Hey, hey. What's up? Hey, not much, man. What you doing? (laughs) I'm just hanging out. Hanging out, man. You're chill. That's cool. Happy days are back here at Broadcast Park. it's It's nice to have a regular morning locally focused show and thanks for being here let's we'll sit down and we'll find out all about you sounds good okay in the meantime we invite you to join judd at his family's winery on the south end of silverado trail judd's hill winery located at 2332 silverado trail here in napa valley california usa that's right lauren all of the visiting information is at juddshill.com and I look forward to having everybody come say hey. Locals, visitors, whoever you are, we'll show you a good time with fine wines. And just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. That's right. Have a look on the website. Put some wine in your cart. Type in that JNVS coupon code. If you want a better deal, should we give them a better deal? Um, sure. Okay, why not then? With your permission. If folks want to join our Judd's Hill Wine Club, it's the best in the valley. Everybody knows that. Unbiased opinion, of course, coming from me. You get a better deal than that. And all that information is online as well. You'll get invitations to events, parties, special tastings, special wines, all that good stuff. But enough about me. Let's have a show. Yeah, let's do so, Judd. This is going to be great. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Something's going on there. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Judd Fingelstein. Thank you. Good morning, Lauren Mole. We made it. We're on the air. I took a little extra effort this morning. Uh, things have changed here on the console here, and uh, but we, we're here. We made it. That's right. We and had whatever sports show that was interrupting us for a while while we figured that, things out. But That was actually the Rich Eisen show okay, on but Fox you, Sports you, Radio. Yeah, Lauren, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't give them any plugs. This is KVON we're talking about right now. This is our show. We don't give them any credit for interrupting what we're doing. <laughs> it's all about us right, right. now. How are you? I'm doing fine, Chet, and boy, are we back to our regular morning show on we're, Tuesdays. We're, we're, we're getting back. It was, uh, it's been a, well, I think most people listening know what it's been over the past couple weeks, and I, um, I'm glad to be back to quote-unquote normalcy. I'm getting back into the routine. I was honored to have been able to be here last week covering the morning shift, really, I said this, I think, pretty much every day. Happy or glad is not the right word, but I was, but I'm going to use it anyway. I was happy to have been able to be there. I wasn't happy about the circumstances, but to have been able to be here, field calls, talk to folks who were going through whatever it was they were going through with the fire situation. Just glad that we, as a team, were able to be here and that the radio station was on the air. And thank you for coming in. Glad to be back to our regular Tuesday morning, as um, important as it was for us to be on the air with that type of programming last week. I'm not going to miss those 4.30 a.m. wake-up calls. It's just a little bit earlier than I'm normally up. Um, I got I got a little into it. I'm still waking up at 4.30. I wish I could break out of that <laughs> cycle, but... Here we are, a little after 9 a.m. and on the air. How are you? What, what's going on with you? I'm doing fine, Jet. Uh, I actually just heard that the, the uh, World Series actually starts uh, tonight. Uh, yes, I got a call about that. Um, 
it's been years since I was on the roster of any major league baseball team, but um, but I got a call. The Dodgers are looking, looking. But I said, you know what? I'm I'm committed here. I have to be in Napa to uh, be on the radio this morning. So. Um, yeah, my slugging percentage ain't what it used to be, so I think I'll just be content, and they're going to have to deal without me. That's all right. That's right. So I understand you're rooting for – you're a Dodgers – you're not a Dodgers fan. You're a Giants fan, so it's very hard for you to root for the Dodgers. I was talking about just breaking down all those barriers. I know some people want to hold on to that, and that's fine. You know, whatever makes you happy. If you feel like you just can't get into the Dodger thing, totally understood. I'm breaking down all the walls. I'm just going to be happy to have a West Coast team representing. However, you t- tell me your reasoning why you're rooting for the Astros. Uh, in support of the victims of Hurricane Harvey. There you go. A humanitarian to the end. Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. So you'll be glued to your set. That's uh, a lot of excitement, World Series. The game, um, any particular meaning other than that for you? You're, are you particularly an Astros fan, or it's just because of the, uh, the humanitarian effort that you want to put forth? It's uh, the humanitarian okay. effort I have. Got you. And your blinding, red-hot hatred of the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's right. And you know, <laughs> it, and you know okay. it's funny, Judd. You know, yeah. that's been the sports minute right now since we didn't uh, play it at the top of the hour today. That's right. Yeah, sorry, Ira. That's that's okay. We'll get, I, I will get in here. We'll get in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so what's been going on with you, Jack? Well, you know what's been going on with me. I've been here at the station since the fires broke out, and it's. We'll recap this on another time. Uh, we've gone through it so much over the past two weeks. I'm just glad to be uh, back to the normal schedule, and having some semblance of normal routine returning to Napa Valley for many folks, while being mindful of those who are still going through. Whatever it is, whatever uh, hardship the fire has caused them, we we are being mindful and want to be supportive. And because of that, we are at Judd's Hill donating a portion of proceeds through the next week to uh, Napa Valley Community Foundation to uh, help those in our community. I found out that the San Francisco Vintners Market, which is a big wine festival they have uh, twice a year since 2010 over at – let's see, that's over at Fort Mason – it's not canceled, and I just want to mention that because it's important that not only are folks coming here to Napa Valley, but folks abroad are just aware that Napa Valley is open for business and letting our small wine producers have some exposure. So I, I just want to mention that, that on November 4th and 5th will be the SF Vintners Market. It's at Fort Mason. It's held twice a year in the spring and the fall. Uh, this is, of course, the fall edition, and boutique wines from all over California and other leading wine regions will be represented there. You can try the wines. You can buy the wines right on the spot. There'll be about 200 wineries participating in this. It's one of the largest selections of boutique, family-owned, and cult wine producers in one event. There's at least three rooms people can explore, specialty foods, music, art, more surprises, just a great way for folks to support small family-owned wineries uh, with direct sales because, as I mentioned, you can buy right on the spot. And without trying to sound crass, so many people have been contacting me as the owner of a small family winery. Uh, You know, friends, what can we do to help? Do you need a place to stay? Like, that part is covered. We we had to close the winery for several days while uh, the road was closed at Silverado Trail. And since even being open, so many folks have canceled their trips to Napa Valley. So I know restaurants hotels really could use the business and we as the small business owners. So really, what can you do to help? Come here, stay, eat, buy some wine. We would love that. So a way to do that is through the San Francisco Vintners Market, and they are donating 50% of their Sunday ticket sales to the Redwood Credit Union Community Fund, a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and that is helping the recovery efforts in Napa and Sonoma wine country sfvintnersmarket.com. It's also on Eventbrite at SF Vintners Market. Get your tickets there. I'll put in the plug to come see me at Judd's Hill. Our website is juddshill.com. Visiting information is there. And uh, we would love to see you. We are open for business. We have our tasting terrace. It's beautiful. You can sit outside and look at the, the vineyards on these beautiful autumn days. Come on up. We could, um, we could use that. Lauren, we have quite the show today. Oh, and I we would do. love for you to introduce this very special guest. Go for it. Okay, Judd. Our guest took to the air Monday. No warning. Sly. 
and we're sure, and we're sure his show won't be boring. Why? Cause he's a known bone vivant who'll keep us our current. It's Barry Martin, our new morning guy. <laughs> hey, Barry Martin. Welcome back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. You're no Thank stranger you. to this chair. Uh, it's true. This long nightmare has ended. The <laughs> drought is over. <laughs> Barry Martin is here to save us. <laughs> it, it's it, a lot of pressure, guys. Good, good. Feel it. That'll just drive you to do your best. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you're no stranger not only to this show, Judd's Napa Valley Show, having been a guest many times, including being our number one fan. You tune in every single episode and have an encyclopedic knowledge of every single guest in every episode, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. uh, you've also been on to talk about the theater group and community center you have founded, mm -hmm. along with uh, Taylor Bartolucci, Lucky Penny Napa. Mm -hmm. And now it has been revealed that you are the new morning host right here at 1440 AM KVON from 6 to 9 every weekday morning. It's overwhelming, isn't it? It's wonderful. Congratulations. It has been a long time since we have had a regular morning show. And you're the dude. So far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I'll, we, you can nod. That's fine. You just went through three <laughs> three hours of talking, and then I asked yeah. you to stick around for this show as well. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about your role. At that, is there? Can, there's there's somebody at the door. Is she able to get in? There's there's a lady with a dog and a baby, and we're going to let her in. And it's speak of the devil, as That's they it. say. There is Taylor Bartolucci. You you can come in if you want. You bring the baby. It's fine. Bring she, the dog. She can't hear us, I don't think, unless there's a radio out there. But uh, she's having trouble. Lauren, could you please help oh, a damsel I, in distress? Actually, hold on. Okay, Julius has got it. All right, always here to serve. Come on in. Come on in. This is great. Especially the baby's guess. asleep. Okay, but there's a dog. There's a dog. Uh, <laughs> hey, Barry, do we have a... Oh, we only have this one okay. microphone. I, I no. just was listening and I thought I'd stop by. Uh, no, I'm glad you did, but you got to get on the microphone. Oh. This is Taylor Bartolucci. Hi, everyone. Uh, also no stranger to Judd's Napa Valley Show. You have you have been on talking about Lucky Penny and what's going on. And let's uh, let's get you a microphone. Barry, Barry, take, take over the mic for a second. Just take... Take the mic because I'm going to come over here and do a little going. on the fly. All right, we're going to swap some mics around here. Um, why don't you, Barry? I'm going off mic for a second to get this third mic. So you talk about uh, what's happening with the morning show. I'll be listening. I'll, I'll prompt you, but I'm just going to okay. step over here. Well, why don't we ask our special guest, Taylor Bartolucci, who's been listening the last couple of days. Why don't you describe what's been going on with the morning show? Well, uh, I actually got up and listened to the radio, which is a big step in uh, in my life. Not something you normally would do. No. I, I only did it for you yesterday, and then I did it today for Mayor Jill, because yeah. I saw her yesterday and told her I would listen. So Phenomenal listener growth. Yes. You only got me for one day. Today was because of Jill. I didn't think it would continue. Yeah, no. But uh, it, you you did a great job. You were much more comfortable today, I felt like. Uh -huh. You uh -huh. know, you yeah. were bringing it. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very much uh, more informed about Napa. Good. In just day two. Wow. Imagine. Just imagine if you listened all week. Yeah. How much you would know yeah. at that point. My baby and dog, they know what's going on, too. So... <laughs> We cleaned bottles listening to you this morning. Wow. So domestic over there. It's just very exciting at my house these days. I'm glad to hear that. We couldn't get that third microphone set up, so thank you for sharing microphones, you two. And Lauren, when you need to speak, we'll spin that one around well, I and just, feel free to pop in any time. I just totally ran into your interview, so I'm not even supposed to be here, but I was taking my walk and thought I'd say it's hi. Like, well, he wanted to leave, so maybe you can go <laughs> yeah, and you can like stay. When, when Bob Hope would show up at the Carson show. That's right. Just, just let him stroll on. right on. and. Um, Let's, well, let's talk. You were talking about what you were hearing. What, what do you see, Barry? And Taylor, hang out because you two, you know, you're like a dynamic duo with, uh -oh. with uh, the creative arts here in Napa Valley. So I'd love your input as well, Taylor, if you don't mind sticking around. Sure. As Did, long as have, my baby doesn't cry, we're good. Well, this isn't exactly a soundproof studio. So I think <laughs> we'll, hear, we'll hear something. Barry, you, you've, you're previously at this station. What, when, 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 were you, when were you here? Because it's been a little uh, while since you were on the air at yeah. KVON as a regular. I first came to KVON in 1986. 86, okay. Um, to, the, to the two stations at that point. Yeah. My first gig was the nighttime jock on the vine. Yeah. I did that about somewhere over three to six months. They shifted me to middays. 
I did middays for another three to six months. And at some point there in the process, Tom Young came to me and asked if I would uh, shift over and take more responsibility for the AM side, Mm -hmm. KBON, and do on-air work on the AM station. And I had had uh, experience with news and talk in Minneapolis. I worked in a news and talk station and I'm familiar with the format and how things were done. And I said, that sounds like a good challenge. He offered me a raise. And so, uh, you know, I did it. And so I guess in 87 probably is when I first started being regularly on KVON. Mm -hmm. And it was in some form or fashion up until 96 when I went to Taos, New Mexico for half a year. Came back in 97, uh, resumed doing on-air work on both stations for a while, I think. Um, And then eventually just KVON again. It all blends together in my mind. There were a certain number of years of doing 9 a.m. to noon here on the a.m. and then 6 to 10 a.m. at a later time after George Carl retired from the air. Um, So, yeah, so 17 years altogether at this station in this building. Um, I I totaled up 15,000 hours of live radio. My goodness. calculation was. Do you have that all air checked? Uh, I do, and I, I listen to it constantly, you know, every day. Trying to <laughs> it's re- all about you. Recapture the past. I live in the past. <laughs> did, you, did you go back and listen to anything to, like, get your chops back up? And, no. no. Okay. No, no. I used to have a whole box. Uh, it was kind of a – it was a, a, a museum of technology in a cardboard box because it started out with my first reel-to-reel air checks from 1980, 81, my first radio job. And then you would progress through the different formats. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had, you know, cassette tapes, and then I had digital audio discs, yes. and uh, mini discs. And <laughs> did you have carts? <laughs> uh, I, you just, I didn't save any carts because there was never a place to play it back. Yeah. Um, uh, at one time, I, I had a mini disc player, and I dubbed off some of the old things to save. I don't know why. Who cares about them now? You know, it's like even I don't care about them. Uh, but I had this whole box full of. 25 years of radio, you know, in different formats. And I know eventually none of them will be playable because all those devices will disappear. Yeah, we'll get them all in the cloud and we'll, yeah. we'll start the, the Barry Martin yeah. broadcast studio a, over at Lucky know, Penny. We won't actually broadcast anything. You can just walk in and, as Taylor said, on 24-hour loop, you'll just hear yeah. air checks of Barry. Yeah. And there's nothing else happens in that room. Yeah, there's no that. Yeah, a, it'll be great. Now, you were, you were here when I first started. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you very well. Mm-hmm. I had very little interaction yeah, with anybody. Yeah, right? Yeah, they kept me away from everybody. <laughs> I was the 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. shift, as I recall. If they could have gotten away with that, probably. I was 6 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. So this place, I was the only person... In it's bliss, isn't so it? So I'd hear everybody's names, and I'd see you know all the mailboxes with everyone's names and notes would be put in there for important station business. And mine was always I got one, but it was always empty. It was, <laughs> That's except well, except for the time when it said uh, you know holiday party coming up, um, and it went in everybody's <laughs> box. Uh, let us know your meal preference, and there was a big banquet planned, and so I turned it in. And then I got a note back from, gosh, I don't remember who the station manager was. Was it, Maybe it was you. Maybe this is who I need to talk to. So. It said, oh, Sorry, actually, you. Uh, <laughs> because you are, the, you are so part-time, you're actually not included in this. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. I I, I'm not taking credit for that. Well, I, I stood up for myself. I said, hey, you guys invited me. You put it in my mailbox. I, yeah. I come here every Sunday night, you know, sacrifice like my time. Sounds more like something Don DeFisi would have done. Well, we want to get Don DeFisi in. He was the morning man at the time. So I forgot who it was. Whoever it was said, okay, you can come to the party. You know, it was like one of those things. And, he, we, you know, we got secret Did Santas. Did you like a name card at a table by yourself in the corner? I was able to bring a date. Oh, wow. And the two, actually it would have been fun if I was able to sit alone with the date. That would have been like, you know, a first for me, you know, sit alone with a date somewhere. But uh, no, we were at a table and... I remember one of the one of the radio personalities got really drunk and took the mic and was dropping f bombs on How people unusual. and yeah, yeah it was crazy, um, but there was a secret Santa game you oh, know yes. and the gift exchange was at the banquet and I I brought something nice and wrapped it up and it went out and I got a little something and I opened it up and there was a note that said your gift is coming trust me. 
This is 1989. It still so. hasn't come. <laughs> Barry? Uh, I have to admit, I was your secret Santa. Oh, my gosh, Just Barry. be patient. Be, I trust you. Okay. He's a really good Christmas gift giver. Yeah. Okay. Last year, he gave a shake weight. <laughs> it took me a second, then I remembered what that is. And like, oh, dear. And who, who's using that shake weight now? Well, I was hoping, uh, Taylor, can I get it back because I owe Judd a gift. <laughs> yes, please. Perfect. And, and when Lauren gets his dream of having a webcam in this studio, we'll, mm. we'll use oh. those shake weights. I have a baby monitor I'm not using. You want me to bring it in? I don't know. <laughs> I, we could probably thing. sell those shake weight videos. You know, you could get subscription rates for that. People love yeah. watching others do the shake weight. Anyway, I was pretty good about turning that story into myself, I think. But let's get back to <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about me. Let's talk Come about on. you, Barry Martin. You are the new more. Up. Oh, we have to take a break. So we're going to oh. take a little break. And we'll be right back with Barry Martin. Um, Lauren, you need a microphone. This is how crazy today is. We need to get our announcer microphone. Lauren Mall, You're listening to a special Judd's Napa Valley show with Barry Martin. We'll be right back after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Northern California and streaming live around the world at KVON.com, back to a very special Judd's Napa Valley show. Woohoo! Yes. You sounded like the Rebobs. Woohoo! Yeah. We're getting towards Halloween. We might hear some more stories about Napa's creatures of yeah, lore. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm worried about whether the Rebobs were evacuated. So. The, the, the fire swept through where they're said to. I know. Yeah. To live, and, and we had an eyewitness in here, I think it was a year ago, Halloween, almost two years ago, really? who claimed to have had an experience with the Rebobs, and I bet that was and made a sound similar to like that's the sound they make. Hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, that can be available on podcast if you want to scroll back a couple Halloweens. Anybody wow. listening? Uh, How much would that cost, Judd? It's free. Wow, free. It's free. It's free. Bargain at twice the price, and it's still okay. free. Um, just look on the iTunes store, Apple iTunes, Judd's Napa Valley Show. We've got a couple good Halloween shows. And next week will be Halloween, so we're planning something. Fingers crossed this all comes together. What are you going to be this year? I, you know, why are we back to me? We're, this is, we don't have that much time. We'll talk about it next week. I'm an interviewer by nature. That's true. Is, uh, you, you almost sucked me right in there to your no. show. Wait a minute, sir. This is my show. Uh, and this is Barry Martin we're talking to. And with surprise guest Taylor Bartolucci, who just hey. barged into the studio with a dog and a baby. I totally did. <laughs> I come as a package deal, apparently. That's great. Who's this dog? This is Rusty. That's Rusty. He has no idea what's going on. Okay, but who's... it's his first time in a radio station. Yeah, Hi, Rusty. a little bit nervous. Very well behaved. Uh, we've had a couple dogs in here. I remember oh. uh, Sausage King, uh, Bruce Adels, brought a uh, doggy in here with him wow. once. And uh, someone else had a doggy. Well, Wouldn't it be great to be known as Sausage King Judd Finkelstein? It would or rhyme. Stein? I, well, I, I could go for Steam in that case. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, listen to this. You're the new host of KVON Morning Show. What? That was the press release they handed me and when they said, have him on your show today. And I was contractually obliged to have you sit here <laughs> for me to talk to. <laughs> so, but I want to say I've been listening – uh, with great interest, because I'm a fan of local radio, and your show uh, so far, this is only Tuesday, so you're day two, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're taking calls, and you're not like getting all fired up and yelling at people and being condescending and yelling at them and going wrong and talking about people you want to get in bed with or... Like, oh, my gosh, why tune in? I mean, all he's talking about are things that would be of concern to me as a community member, like what's happening in Napa Valley and and the like. Like, okay, I guess that's good. If I'm a community member, I should want to know what's happening around here. So I think I'll continue to listen, and I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, amp the caffeine a little before I tune in. Mm. But what is your take on being the radio morning host in a local community radio station. Of course, I'm just jesting in in my take on your show. I'm actually enjoying it very much, and I'm glad that you're here. So what do you see as your responsibility? Um, 
to me it's um a a good a community oriented radio station yeah. Uh, wants to give people what they need and or want uh, so that they can simply, in turn, build a big listenership and a loyal following and turn that into advertising dollars, and then people have jobs, and you can buy shiny new stuff, and right. uh, everybody's happy. Um, people can't be force-fed things they don't want because they'll simply turn the dial or turn the radio off. So... With the world the way it is now and the number of choices you have, um, any one of us can pick up our phone and find 2,000 different podcasts to listen right. to in the morning instead of a local radio show. We can turn on Spotify or whatever music service we use and listen to music from around the world. It's just been released. Uh, you know, 300 television channels. It just goes on and on. There's so many choices. So like you were saying, uh, people demand a boring morning show it is not boring i was just being sensational a little bit uh, you know it's it's um it's a defined audience people who are going to care about the community issues it's not a show that sets itself up to become you know a syndicated um you know show that features rock stars and and famous people um by its nature it's it's meant for a specific audience it's a responsibility i always thought it was a responsibility to be accurate uh, give people what they need and want, do it professional way, and be open to differences of opinion, which is really one of the things that drove me out of this business uh, when I went out of it. Um, and, I, and I watched it all happen sitting in the chair you're in, Judd, when Rush Limbaugh became the biggest thing in radio yeah. starting in about 1988. Uh, and then he gradually grew as an – that was when he went syndicated nationally – and he took over everybody's awareness of radio. And from that point on, there was no place for someone who saw two sides of an issue. Mm-hmm. And that same disease is what's infected the Congress and the whole country. And so I blame it all on Rush Limbaugh and and the deregulation of radio that took away the equal time requirement. Um, you know, people forget that now. It's way back in the Reagan years. But it used to be when you had a politically oriented segment, you were required to offer equal time to the opposing point of view. That yeah, was point part, counterpoint. Point counterpoint. Mm-hmm. That was part of your license as a broadcaster was to ha- to provide that. And anyone who didn't provide that, and in other words, was grinding a political axe all day long or, you know, only on one side of an issue – then listeners to that station in that community could challenge their license when it came up for renewal. Do you ever hear about that kind of thing anymore? No, because it's it's all disappeared, and people decided it was better to uh, create an affinity for one thing, and each station would do one thing. So here's Station A. It's just going to be uh, you know conservative politics all day long. Here's Station B. It's going to be sports all day long. Here's Station C. It's going to be Spanish all day long. Here's cool. Station D. And all of that started with the deregulation of the industry. I'm going off a lot here, but this has been on my mind for a long time. And so is there still a place for somebody to, uh, you know, be a little a little more boring, a little less sensational, <laughs> a little have less of an axe to grind? Um, we all have our opinions, but um, you know, it's life is a little more interesting when you actually hear different opinions once in a while, and not just the same thing. Um, I, I, I I get tired of hearing my own self, let alone hearing somebody else say the same thing over and over again. Bye, Taylor. We're saying goodbye to Taylor Bartolucci, who came with a dog and a baby, and at least one of them is <laughs> wanting to leave right now. So we'll 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 definitely give Lucky Penny a plug, Taylor, and find out what's <laughs> going on over in that wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, space. Community center. Well, yeah, space. Community center. Okay, bye. Barry, This you're right. It's hard to find discussions with two points of view in a in a calm and reasoned manner these days. So are you looking to to do that? Do you, do you want to have some contra- – do you want to tackle some controversial issues but have people on both sides here as part of your morning show? Absolutely. I don't see the value if you don't um, – tread where it's a little more dangerous. Um, you know, for example, right now, if I had a producer, I'd be asking that producer to get some folks on from PG&E, mm-hmm. right? They're under the gun right now, right. under the microscope. Uh, 
what happened. Let's you know, let's hear the story. Possibly uh, at fault. Possibly right for some of the fires right. starting. And we don't know. You know, the question in my mind is: Are we asking PG&E to do something that's impossible? First of all, that is to make sure that uh, if a power line falls, it can't catch. Uh, anything on fire right. that you've trimmed all the trees over thousands of miles of wild California, mm-hmm. you know, is that a realistic goal? Can, you know, uh, should they always be liable for this is a question to ask. Another bigger question is should something like a utility be a for-profit business? I mean, another great question. Are, are, are we asking that question? See, I'd be very interested to hear you moderate this type of discussion right. and have people on both sides of it. And, yeah. and then maybe even form my own opinion after oh hearing, uh, some educated folks who are who are knowledgeable on the subject mm-hmm. talk about it. That would be something, you know. And that just that's just one of a hundred issues on any given day. If you want to stick to something that's purely local, uh, you know, right now there, uh, uh, the uh, the the questions that have been surrounding both Napa and Sonoma counties for some time. Uh, how uh, I don't know how to put this best. How many vineyards are too many vineyards? How many wineries are too many wineries? That started, in my mind, out in West Sonoma County a few years ago. You started hearing this pushback, right? West Sonoma County, if you know that area, is very different from the 101 corridor. Mm -hmm. It's very different from the Sonoma Valley. So that was sort of the bellwether of a a mood is developing. Um, Now you have people talking about you know, watersheds and oak trees versus vineyard. And, you know, this is going to be one of the shaping issues over the next several years. Okay. Um, you know, the, and, and again, none of this is new. This is, you know, this is the But this is good. The, these, the discussion these, we've been having. And these are great discussions to be having here on local radio because, as you said, we have a very defined audience, and mm-hmm. these are the issues that concern them. As a creative type, as a writer, an author, playwright, actor – uh, founder of Lucky Penny, do you do you see your show as an outlet for some of that creativity? Are you going to be doing some? I don't necessarily want to call them bits, but are there going to be some creative uh, aspects to your show as well? Yes and no. I'm maybe not in the sense of um, uh, rehearsed or pre-prepared uh, things. Um, it's a it's a different animal for me. The, what I envision uh, a radio show having in the morning time, a currency. Uh, this is what's happening this hour. Uh, in the past, in different shows and different formats, music formats that I did long ago, uh, spent a lot of time on characters that we'd create for the show with other you know folks in the station and things we would pre-record. I had a a fictional traffic reporter at one station I worked at that he would. Uh, this is the dispatcher reporting from the high above the Quad City. You know, it was all made up, and it was all done in the studio. A lot of people didn't know that. It went on for a couple of years, and people still thought he was real. Hi, we decided to high to, above uh, the Quad Cities, <laughs> hovering above the Centennial Bridge. We've exactly. got uh, out to Arsenal Island. Traffic's backed up. You okay. got it. You gotcha. got it. And you know, he would basically say the same things every report. You know, and. <laughs> Uh, nobody caught on to the fact that, A, it wasn't a real person, B, there was no helicopter, C, there was no real re- traffic reporting going on. Uh, when we finally uh, decided to kill that character off, Uh-oh. we we crashed his helicopter oh, into no. the Mississippi River, and the, f- the phones went nuts, and we got calls from uh, the Iowa version of the CHP saying, we've had people reporting a helicopter crash from your radio station. Oh, no. Um, actually, sorry, officer, that was just a comedy bit. Um, so yeah, the, you know, depending on the format, news and talk style, KVON mm-hmm. style for me is news and traffic and weather and sports and local issues and community events, the calendar, what's going on. Hopefully some funny stuff works its way in there. Um, I think when I'm left alone, I can get really serious. And when I get other people in a room, I, my sense of humor is a little more activated. <laughs> so I'm hoping to have you know, activity in here with guests on a regular basis, more Good. activity on the phone. So it's fun. It's fun to listen to. You're learning something. Uh, to me, the three uh, legs of the stool are always the same. It's inform, educate, and entertain. And the question is only which one of those is the f- primary. Are you mainly trying to entertain and secondarily trying to inform, or are you primarily trying to inform, secondarily entertain, you know? And it may not be that uh, the primary function is the same day-to-day, you know. Exactly. Last week was a great example of the importance of local radio to 
get away from entertainment and right. purely inform. Yeah. You know, and, when those fires broke out. And in disasters, you frequently transition from inform to educate to now we're in yes. this phase of what do you do if you lost your home? How right. do you deal with an insurance agency? Which is what last week was mm-hmm. about here, you know, having exactly. experts come in to talk about that. I have just walked in for the first time since Friday. Uh, it's been a few days. There is a high-definition, <laughs> almost large screen, medium screen TV tuned to a news channel behind me. Luckily, it's out of my view. It's directly behind me, so I can't be distracted by it. But this is new. This was not here before. And I'm assuming this is so that whoever's sitting here can get up-to-date information. Yeah. One of the things that when Will and Jalissa asked me, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And this kind of an ongoing conversation, like – the certain resources you need to do a good show, you know, for for your show, um, you're you're doing a feature oriented interview program, yeah, personality driven, personality driven. It's evergreen. You can listen to it next week or the following week. It'll still have currency, yeah, right? for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a different set of needs and the resources that you need to do your show are different for uh, a, a live news and talk oriented program. You got to be aware of what's going on all around you, and the lesson I learned in this very room in uh, 2001 was that I couldn't be away from the national media for any period of time because something might happen. And in the case I'm thinking of was 9/11. And 9/11 occurred at about 6 a.m. Pacific time, and it took me uh, 35 or 40 minutes to become aware of it because it. The network news didn't cover it until that next top of the hour, like 7 a.m. Pacific, right? 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, coming through your radio feed. Coming through our radio feed. And otherwise you were isolated. Exactly. Yeah. So we took the 6 a.m. newscast. There was no mention of the World Trade Center because it was just happening at that moment. Nobody knew what had happened yet. Mm -hmm. And then during that 40 minutes or so, then, of course, people were saying, what happened? A plane hit a building. Where did it, you know, there was no real information. And you had no clue. No no clue. And somebody called, one of our listeners called and said, you need to turn on CNN. Uh, There's something going on. And we didn't know what was going on yet, but we needed to have that resource. And that wasn't available to me at that time in this room. So one of the things I asked for was some kind of a feed where you can't get caught knowing that thousands of mile aw- miles away something important just happened that the yeah. listeners will want to know about. Uh, you know, Of course, today, uh, I would have gotten a news alert on my phone. You're right? Sure. I follow sure. five or six news agencies. I would have had a pop-up alert, say something just happened in New York. I would have known to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you it, it's funny. The more layers of media and awareness we develop, um, it doesn't mean that some of them drop off. You, you just now have to pay attention to more layers of media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still look at newspapers. I still listen to the radio, still watch television. But I spend a lot of time on Facebook and Twitter and uh, you know, have 100 different news sources that feed my phone. Facebook, shows to me, shows its value in situations like this. Right immediately after our big Napa earthquake and also during the fire, people began posting immediately before several news outlets were even aware anything had happened. You know, during the earthquake, uh, San Francisco stations were oblivious, and it was overnight, so they're running on robots anyway. Nobody's actually in the studio. And um, you couldn't get any information, but the minute you look at Facebook, you know, within 10 minutes of the earthquake, people are posting pictures of um, whatever it is that's that's happening to them. You're getting a sense of the scope of it, and same with the fires. As Will and I sat here at 2, 3, 4 a.m., talking about the fires, our internet was, something was acting up. We were having a really hard time getting onto websites. And cell reception is not that great here either. But we were furiously scanning uh, Facebook, Twitter, and on our phones just to see what was happening and really encouraging people to call in, mm-hmm. uh, which was great to, to have that. But otherwise, we would have been in the dark. It is amazing what technology can bring. And social media is so immediate. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. And the first awareness I had of how much the world was changing, how fast it was changing, uh, probably goes back, gosh, 10 years. It's got to be 10 years now. There was – this is a minor news story now. But some guys tried to rob one of the banks down here uh, in south, the south part of the city, mm-hmm. West America or Napa Valley Bank or whatever it was yeah. at the time. So we're right down here on Imola. 
they I don't know if they succeeded in getting any money or not, but they fled that scene, cops in pursuit, and they decided to try to lose the cops by turning into the Napa Valley College uh, campus, and they were going to blend in, I think, with the student population, oh. so they couldn't be found, right? Um, this, you know, if people who listen to scanners, you, you're aware something's going on, and um, what immediately started happening, this is back when the register still had the comment feature on their news stories. Right. Uh, and so they posted something, uh, there's an incident, uh, the college is on lockdown, blah, 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 because they knew these suspects were on the college campus. Well, as police departments typically uh, do, they were not putting out a lot of information about an active thing happening. That's just not the way they work. They don't tell the public, "Hey, we're uh, we think we got a bank robbery. We're chasing them." Yeah. You know, they they let the media does that, but the the cops will come in and tell the story after the, the fact. Well, w- there was no information going out, but the students who were in the library at the college were posting on the comment section of that register story and there were dozens and dozens of these comments and they didn't really know anything but what they were seeing that they were locked down they were in the library they were in the cafeteria there was an active shooter we don't know what's going on right so you had this stream of information that's coming out completely unfiltered unverified uh, and, and hundreds maybe thousands of people are participating now in that stream of information that had no official representation in it whatsoever mm-hmm. And that was an eye-opener for me that day to say the world has really changed, yeah, yeah. you know, from, a, from a, both a media perspective and a public information person perspective, which is what I was starting to do at that time. How do we manage that world? Right, because um, for better or worse, everyone's participating. That's right. <laughs> and uh, somebody recently quoted one of my favorite quotes about how a lie goes around the world before the truth can put its pants on. Yeah, I've heard that quote, right? and it, I, I think there's a lot of... <laughs> truth to that you saw in the recent coverage of the fires sure. how much uh, misinformation was well, starting to go out sitting here that night and i don't think anybody was was trying to fool us or anything no. it's just things are happening so quick they're not exactly sure what it is they're seeing and it's unconfirmed anyway and people jump to conclusions jumping to conclusions um, yeah. and, and growing up in missouri in the show me state i learned not to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. like give me some facts i have opinions but i, I don't know fact and we should all try to train ourselves to stop and say wait a minute is that verifiable? Uh, you know, have I heard that from two or three people, or is that just one person's speculation? Such as, oh, that entire area is burned. Right. All those wineries are burned. So here's what we can expect from you in this show: mm-hmm. is that you're going to have both sides of any issue, and if you're telling us news stories, you will have checked out the facts. You're you're giving us the truth. I, I will cite my sources. Okay, excellent. And because we don't have the capability to do a lot of news gathering right now. So what we're going to rely on at this point is repeating other people's news gathering, giving them credit for it. Uh, um, And uh, if they're wrong, it's their problem. (laughs) We're running out of time. It goes really quickly here. And I know you wanted to leave before the end of this, but I got you here. So can can you tell me in about a minute what's happening at Lucky Penny right now? Yeah. Because I like to stay on top of that. You know, uh, we just last night had our first dress rehearsal of our production of The Crucible. Yes. Um, the Crucible is an interesting play because a lot of us experienced it in middle school or high school as something you had to read. Right. Um, it, some people think it's an old chestnut. The truth is, Judd, uh, you couldn't find a play that's 64 years old that is more current than The Crucible. Uh, when you think about what it's about, uh, about people having integrity uh, st- uh, having, uh, giving their word and living up to their word, having morality, mm-hmm. um, a word that's bandied around by a lot of people who don't have any these days. Um, there's, um, you know, the, the, the ability of, of lies and deceit and intentional deception to destroy people's lives and for other people to get caught up in a culture of lying. And yes, I'll go along with that lie because it benefits me. Those are the issues in The Crucible, mm-hmm. written during the Red Scare in the 50s about McCarthyism uh, and how people were naming names and, and ratting out their friends. Uh, you know, we're, we're right on the cusp of that. And this is done in the, in the guise of the Salem witch trials. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Arthur Miller was uh, concerned about what was happening with, uh, McCarthy, with McCarthyism, and he happened to connect to the Salem witch trials on a, on a trip, I believe. Uh, and he thought, hmm, there's my metaphor. 
and wrote one of the greatest plays in American theater literature. Um, it's a it's a strong strong production with some fantastic actors, and we open it. Uh, what is today? Tuesday. Tuesday. We're opening Friday night. This coming Friday. Uh, tickets to, available at yeah. LuckyPennyNapa.com. Yeah. Did I get that right? You did. I wanted to make sure. Come see it. I, this went by way too quickly. Yeah. We're, go- we're going to do Mad Libs, but not live on the air. Okay. Folks love the Mad Libs bit, but you're going to have to find it on our podcast. It'll right. be extra podcast content. Wow. Content. So stick How much around. does that cost? It's content. free. Wow. It's, it's still free. It's still wow. free. You get How do you do all it? that from, and more for free. How do I do? What are my secrets? It's magic, Barry. Barry Martin is the new morning host at KVON I feel and like, old. I feel like Taylor took up I mean, a lot of my not time. Not old. You're not old, but you were the previous and once again host <laughs> at KVON. Yeah, Taylor took all your time. <laughs> so tune in from 6 to 9 every weekday morning to hear Barry Martin. Barry, what is your name? Martin. Thank you. Barry Martin. And you can find out more about him and his wonderful group and community center and theater productions at LuckyPennyNapa.com. Maybe he'll even update Barry has a blog.blogspot.com. We will see. Wow. In the meantime, thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you. It was fun. This is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. All right. Great show, Barry. Thank you very much for being here. And uh, we, we ran out of time to do this next part. So we're now sitting out in the lobby of the radio station. And I've, I love this, so I wasn't going to let it slide. So allow me, if you will, to say... And now it's time for everyone's party game. What is it called? How do I say it? And now it's time for everyone's favorite party game on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren. Line. And now it's time for everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Libs. That's right. Barry Martin, you have been a guest on this show before. You know how this works. Are you ready to play Mad Libs? I believe that I am. All right. You know how this works. I'm going to uh, set down this recorder, so hopefully you can still hear us while I write things down. First thing I'm going to need is a number. Any number? Uh, two. The number two. And how about an adjective, some, a descriptor of some sort? Uh, wavering. Wavering. I like it. A geographic location. Get creative with that one. Any, any place you can possibly think of. How about um, Fargo, North Dakota? Fargo. Okay. Never been there, but it intrigues me. Yeah. A great film by the Coen brothers. A plural noun. A plural noun. Yeah, more than one thing. Bananas. Bananas. Okay, how about a, a, a quality that a person can have? Quality. quality. Yeah. Um, loquaciousness. <laughs> Lo, if I can spell that, loquaciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is good if you're a radio host, yep, I guess. Yep. How about another personal quality? Oh, gosh. How about um, perspicacity? Perspicacity. Perspicacity. Got it. I can spell that, but I don't know what it means. And how about a plural noun? Uh, other than bananas? Yeah, another one. Um, shoes. Shoes. All right. Uh, boy, this is a long one we're giving you today. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few more. We're almost there. Another plural noun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, bagels. <laughs> bagels. Which I would like to have right now. I would, too. I'm getting kind of hungry. These early mornings. Okay. You like bagel? You like a good schmear on your bagel? Oh, yes. What do, you, what do you do? Are you like a plain? You like it with chive, a little smoked salmon? It can go every direction. You can I, schmear it I all. I really like the uh, smoked salmon, mm. the fox, the, oh, yeah. the capers. I love that. Mm. Regular cream cheese, you know, just anything on a bagel. Now, are you a slice of onion or tomato guy, I a little cucumber? both of those. All that. All that. Oh, man. All man, right. I'm hungry. All right. We can hang sometime. A plural noun, another one. Another plural noun. Yeah, uh, not bagel related because I'm getting too hungry also. Let's see, uh, rabbits. <laughs> rabbits. You know, Cindy Paulson, former guest on the show, has a famous rabbit tostada. It's not on a bagel, but she puts rabbit on a tostada. I would eat that too. Cindy's Backstreet. Yeah. Would you put that rabbit tostada on a bagel with some schmear? I might. <laughs> you can be good. <laughs> uh, how about another adjective? Another adjective. Yeah. Uh, shimmery. Shimmery. All right, shimmery it is. A noun. A noun. Um, mm, ice cream. Ice cream. Man, food just keeps coming. I'll put that on a bagel. I've never done that, but. Okay, and finally, a plural noun. Plural noun. Yeah. uh, Trombones. (laughs) Trombones. I never learned how to play that, but 
If I ever did learn how to play one of those blowy instruments, it would be a, most, a trombone. Most people who claim to never have really learned how to play the trombone either have learned. <laughs> okay. All right, Barry Martin. <clears throat> Earlier today, I was uh, online doing a little research on you and found out that you were named by Arts Council Napa Valley as the 2016 Arts Hero. That's pretty cool. It was and, and you were named honor. this. You were named this for your exemplary commitment to the arts in Napa County. Do mm -hmm. you do you have any words you want to say before we continue? Um, well, I was very honored. It was a wonderful recognition. I think the Arts Council in Napa Valley has done a fantastic job in the last few years of promoting and connecting and organizing. They've become a real force. And I'm proud that Lucky Penny Productions is a member of Arts Council. Well, that is all well and good. Thank you for such kind words. But here's what they had to say about you. Mm. Now, uh -oh. now that you know what's going on. Does this have bananas in it? It might. So, actually, this is your own fault. So what it is, I took a snippet of that announcement off the Arts Council Napa Valley website. And you just rewrote that. Are you uh -oh. ready for this? Uh-oh. Feel free to laugh along. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Arts Council Napa Valley is proud to announce Barry Martin, co-founder and managing director of Lucky Penny Productions, uh, has been selected as the 2016 Napa County Arts Hero. Mr. Martin was selected for this honor by the ACNV Board of Directors from more than two public nominations submitted through an open call. <laughs> well done, you beat them out. <laughs> The now annual Arts Hero honor distinguishes a community member for their wavering commitment to the arts in Fargo, North Dakota. It's a wide-ranging program. <laughs> yes, it is. Arts heroes are evidenced by the impact of their bananas. <laughs> if there's one thing that can be said for Barry Martin, it, he, has, he has an impactful banana. Yeah, that's all I've ever dreamed of. There are a lot of things to said about him. Yeah, and Ira C. Smith joining us right now. <laughs> Come on in, Ira. You can be a part of this. Okay, so arts heroes are evidenced by the impact of their bananas, their service for public benefit, loquaciousness, okay, mm -hmm. perspicacity, yes. and reputation among shoes. Mm. <laughs> now, here's a quote from your uh, partner and co-founder at Lucky Penny Productions uh -huh. and Community Center, uh, Taylor Bartolucci, who was sitting with us a little earlier. So here's uh, Taylor. When asked about his arts hero qualities, Bartolucci said, <laughs> he enjoys bagels <laughs> and wants to see rabbits <laughs> reach their full potential. She's right. She's right. <laughs> She's right about that? Yep. <laughs> well, bagels you, and rabbits. You've already admitted to enjoying bagels, so here it is in print. She goes on. I feel as if this isn't even the tip of the iceberg as to the type of man he is and the impact that his time, energy, and shimmery work has had and will continue to have on the ice cream culture here in the Napa Valley. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We need more pronounced ice cream cultures. Thank you for your work there. Uh, there are trombones, and then there's Barry Martin. <laughs> oh. You can put that on my gravestone. There it is. His epitaph to a great man, the trombone, Barry Martin. Thank you very much, Thank Barry. Thank you. That was fun. I enjoyed it. We'll have you back, and we'll be listening every day. Great. This is Lauren Mull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.